the Vacaville Council meeting for February 14th on Valentine's Day. Will you uh, start us off with a roll call? Council Agency Authority Member Stockton. Ritchie? Silver? Patman? Yes. Robert? Vice Mayor Meisinger Wiley? Mayor Chair Wiley. Uh, Carly? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Will you please rise with me and we'll have a moment of silence followed by the chair. With that, um, approve the agenda. Any changes tonight? No changes, Mr. Mayor. All right, thank you. Do I have a motion? Motion to approve. Second? Second. Chapman with the second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Item number five. We'll move on for presentations. Seeing none, we'll move to the consent calendar. Anyone on the council wishing to pull an item for discussion? Did I miss something? Go back to the approval of the minutes. Oh, excuse me. Approval of the minutes. I got ahead of myself. Motion. Okay. Do I have a second? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Now we'll move on. And there are no presentations, so we'll move on to item six, consent calendar. Any member of the council wishing to pull an item for discussion? Seeing none, any member of the, of the public wishing to pull an item that's on consent calendar? Okay, there is a matter, there's a, if it's not on the agenda, that'll be next. Okay, absolutely. That's fine, thank you for coming. So seeing none, we'll, we will uh, move for a motion on our consent calendar. Is it too late to pull something? No, it's not too late. <coughs> Sorry guys. You made it here, so. Uh, uh, please pull uh, 6C. So 6C from, from consent calendar so he's asking uh, councilmember Silva is asking to pull item 6c for discussion so with that do I have a motion to move all items a B B and E we have a motion do we have a second all in favor aye, aye. all right with that then we will take up item 6c you have a comment Sorry, sorry, buddy. Uh, son's in soccer practice and got locked out of locker rooms. <clears throat> so, and I ran up here. Um, so real quick, uh, uh, 6C. Um, so this is a request to allow uh, for 15 units for seniors uh, that are experiencing homelessness, or <clears throat> they would have a priority um, to access these facilities. Um, I think it's something that's very worthwhile. <clears throat> But um, uh, my concern, uh, and this is really for council, is that uh, we continue um, this area, whether it be Markham or the Aegean Way, this is where we have a lot of lower income area. And um, uh, for this one, I want to thank Emily. We had some great conversations earlier today. Um, uh, if, anybody, if any of the public uh, is concerned about it, uh, this also includes uh, the uh, there's accountability to it is what I'm, what I'm trying to get to. 
And so like if, if some of the residents aren't um, adhering to their policies, there's an, uh, there is an accountability component to it all to help ensure that it's a safe environment, not just for all the residents there, but for the area as a whole. Um, beyond that, I'm really looking forward to seeing how uh, the leadership that this council provides on how we share the wealth throughout the town. Um, we continue to have more and more uh, low income or housing first model uh, placed within uh, this particular area of Markham and Aegean. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how, uh, how we continue to make sure again we spread that wealth. So I um, just wanna make that comment. Uh, and with that, I'll motion to approve 60. Well, with it, since it's pulled, we will open it up for public comment on this. But before we do that, any member of the council want to further that discussion before I open it up for the public? Seeing none, I'm going to open it up for the pub public if anyone wants to comment on 6C. Seeing none, I'll close public comment on 6C. Do I have a motion? Do I have a second? All in favor? Aye. All right. So we will move on. This is the business from the floor, item seven. This is an opportunity for any member of the public to address the council on an, on any item that's not in the agenda, but that's in the, uh, the authority of the council. So I will open it up for the public. My name is Bob Dunn. Uh, I've been here before. And uh, I'm here on behalf of the residents on North Ginger Town Road in regards to the proposed battery energy storage system. <coughs> this is not an appropriate site for the project due to the amount of homes surrounding the area. The facility could catch fire, which happens fairly frequently with these systems. This would risk catching neighborhoods' homes on fire with the residents at risk of breathing toxic fumes. <clears throat> but we've talked about all that before. The closest house to the proposed project is on Mill Lane, just 480 feet away from the proposed facility that will house these batteries. A fire could easily spread to the homes. This area is in the Dixon Fire District. <clears throat> Although Vacaville may respond to a call about the specific facility or addresses, <clears throat> any other address used would likely go to Dixon. Are they aware of this? Will they be trained? <clears throat> will they be prepared to respond to chemical fires at this time? In the city presentation at the last meeting, there was a map that included the battery facility and the North Village subdivision. Um, unfortunately, it didn't include the North Village subdivision because you can see how big that battery storage facility would really be. <clears throat> so also in the presentation, <clears throat> it was acknowledged that the project was rejected in the past, two times if I recall. I want to remind you that there's a reason that you, it was rejected, and I don't think it's because of the pool, or that it was lacking the pool or tennis courts. It also went on to say that the developer was asked to find alternative site, but couldn't find any that were viable. I wish... City, or, uh, City Manager Bush was here because I'm actually, I would like to hear uh, why
why they didn't work and where those alternative sites were. Also, <clears throat> I would like to know what kind of site evaluation was done at Leisure Town Road. And I would really like answers on that. And thank you for the comments. What we'll do is we'll take these comments and, and staff will be aware of these. And, and when the city manager returns, that will clearly be part of the global discussion. This is nowhere near even coming to the council. I'm aware of that, but I want to yeah. put this no, out there right now. Appreciate your comments. Um, if I got a little more time, I'd like to keep going. Um, I'm not against the pool or the tennis courts. I would much rather see the site as a large sports complex. I'm not against renewable energy either, but I am against anything that could pose a threat to my kids, my family, or others. And a large lithium-ion battery storage facility is as close to our homes as just that. I want to share an article that came out just a week ago called Fires Sparked by Lithium Batteries Are Confounding Firefighters. And I'd like to read a couple lines if I could. I have copies for everyone, so I can leave them with you so you know that I'm not just... Uh, you could give those uh, to... <coughs> To our staff and we'll okay. make sure it gets distributed do i have a chance to read a couple lines we're we're, we're out of time got it thank you thank you for your comments but we'll be happy to take your material thank you anyone else liking to address the council Excuse the shaky voice. This is my first time speaking. I have some pictures, I, and I have eight you can, copies here. And you'll be able to just give them to our staff as soon as you're done. But go ahead and share. Okay. <clears throat> I am a Mills Lane resident. Um, and what you are doing, I, how do I want to put this? September 20th, 2022, I received a letter and it outlines that the area two, how you were coming across Leisure Town Road and putting houses in all this little area, in the whole area. You left out this little puzzle piece right here, and I was always kind of wondering why, you know. Um, on November 10th, 2022, the folks who live on the PG&E side of Mills Lane, I don't do north-south, okay, um, received a letter from the city of Vacaville inquiring about buying two acres of property or their whole property for a Vaca Dixon battery storage facility. <clears throat> now we have the end of Mills Lane that is gonna be Menards and Vista. This particular letter that we had gotten has all the houses here, has this empty. And you explain how you were putting an additional 1,100 homes, single family homes in this area, okay? And then you're gonna put a bomb right in the middle of everything. These blow up. They burn. Everybody on the city council knows that. And you're putting it right in the middle of a residential area. January 8, 2017, this is what the property looked like. 2017, full of water. 
this is a black and white showing the trees. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is in front of my house on February 17th. I call it Mills Lake. Now, mind you, when I bought my house in 2002, as an unmarried woman, I'm very proud of myself, thank you, um, I never thought that I would have to fight the city for my revenue. I understand the city needs revenue, but we all work for revenue, whether it's in our bank account or something that we pass down to our grandchildren. You have generations of folks, one of them sitting in the audience right now, who have lived on Mills Lane. January 9th, 2023, this is what that field looked like. How are you going to put storage facility that's flooded. How is it going to stay dry? How are we going to stay safe? So, thank you. Um, Ma'am, if you could provide that material for us, we'll be able to distribute to the council at, at, a, at a time after, the, after this meeting. Appreciate your time and your work. Okay. Anyone else? <laughs> what a night for a meeting, huh? Uh, Tony Moras, I do appreciate the concerns folks have because we are not safe. We are not really here. Um, I want to, let's see, I've done some research on the battery sites and all that good stuff. They're going in worldwide. They're going in across our nation. Uh, the state is mandating these battery parks in uh, various areas in our, in our state as it is now. So I'm, I've got to believe that there's a level of safety or, or whatever built into these things that make these things safer than maybe earlier generations. Uh, having said that, um, the current project, if you guys find it to be safe and suitable for that area, is going to bring that community benefit package. Like they mentioned, the uh, sports complex, which we are arguing for, um, which if it doesn't happen with this project, if it eventually comes with a state-mandated project, it probably won't have that benefit with it. So uh, all I'm saying is do your jobs, make sure it's safe, and we'll fit there uh, reasonably well, and uh, make it happen. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Someone else? Come forward. And just so it's understood that there isn't any decision in front of this council this was the process that was um, brought to the council for further review to, to enter into um, an agreement to go down a road, but not for making a, any decisions. The city, as a council, there's no decisions being made at this point. It's to go down the process of being able to determine what is viable, what is safe, and what project can come back to the city. So go ahead. Okay, well, mine. Um, I just have several questions, and it's in regards to the battery storage facility. Um, and um, I don't live on Mills Lane, but I have a, I've got grandkids and a, my great-grandson on Mills Lane, right across a stone throw from this facility that goes in. My question is, are there parameters set up for the distance from a residential area? 
if there is a failure at the facility, what and how does it affect the air we breathe? When the fire is put out, is there a residual effect to the groundwater or the soil? If evacuation is necessary, who will be responsible for the evacuation and the costs? If there is a pool in a sports complex, how long does it take for the smoke, fumes, etc., to dissipate if there is an incident? Not trying to be negative, but I think there's just smarter ways. I have one other idea uh, right across from the substation on uh, Meridian Road. There's a large piece of land with an old barn, old houses. I don't know that anybody lives there, but it is a huge piece of land, and it's further away than any of the other ideas that have come up. So I don't know if Menard, the city, somebody purchased that place, and you could solve a lot of the problems. My ideas. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Anyone else? about the battery issue. Um, these are questions from my neighbor Grover. He wasn't able to be here today. Um, he was wondering what is the impact is or what impact is this going to construction going to have on the surrounding area besides. Um, and has anyone discussed this new construction with the regional board of with persists on boarding or impacts to the groundwater uh, station. Big with words. Uh, and has the water quality regional water quality control board approved in writing the use of this site for this project? Thank you. Thank you for your comments. We appreciate you coming down, at least sharing what those concerns are, and that will be it'll be used by staff in the comments from tonight as we move forward. Thank you. Anyone else? Seeing none, I'm going to close public the public portion of the meeting and um, move on to item eight. There are no public hearings. So we will move to item 9A, business. What do we have? Thank you, Mr. Mayor, members of the City Council. This first item is a resolution authorizing the City Manager to execute a memorandum of understanding between the City of Vacaville and the City of Fairfield for the exchange of $1.5 million in regional transportation impact fee funding for the Vacaville Jepson Parkway Phase 2 project. And we have Dir Director of Public Works, Brian McLean, to present the item for you. Here, destroying the table. Evening. Mayor, Vice Mayor, and City Council, um, for your consideration tonight is a funding exchange uh, for regional transportation impact fees 
between the city of Fairfield and the city of Vacaville. Some background um, on the Jefferson Parkway project, which is fundamental to this uh, funding exchange. Um, the Jepson Parkway project um, is a multi-jurisdictional project between the city of, of uh, Vacaville, Solano County, the city of Fairfield, and Sassoon. Um, the project provides for a continuous four-lane roadway from uh, south at uh, Sassoon all the way north to I-80. Um, it was adopted by the Solano Transportation Authority, the STA, in the year 2000. This is what Jepson Parkway looked like. This is what the city of Vacaville is transforming it into. It's, there's a phased approach to the Jepson Parkway project. Uh, there are multiple segments. Um, three of those segments are within the city of Vacaville. And the project, because of its length, has been segmented for design and construction purposes. Uh, the city first completed the, our first section, um, segment number one, in 2018. And that was from Leisuretown Road, the widening of Leisuretown Road from Elmira all the way down to the city limit um, at uh, Vanden Road. The next segment is phase two of Jepson Parkway, which is seen in this slide here, which is yellow banded area. And it runs from uh, Elmira Road um, north to New Ulatus Creek, um, approximately adjacent to the Mission Church about a, a mile long. Engineers estimate on uh, Jepson Parkway phase two is approximately $26 million. As part of the Jepson Parkway phase two project, uh, we have uh, a funding source, it's called RTIF, it's the Regional Transportation Impact Fee. Um, it's a transportation impact fee created by uh, the Solano County Public Facility Fee, uh, managed by the Solano Transportation Authority coordinated between the cities of the seven cities of Solano County. Uh, the city of Vacaville sits on a RTIF working group along with the city of Vacaville and both cities split uh, about a $1.5 million annually from that RTIF collection. Currently, both cities have uh, approximately $3.5 million in the bank of RTIF funds. Our $3.5 million is programmed for the Jepson Parkway Phase 2, which we hope to be able to get to bid later this, uh, this late spring, early summer. And Fairfield has $3.5 million that is associated with their Jepson Parkway improvements associated with road. Their project is scheduled, however, in a few years, 2025. The cities of uh, Vacaville and Fairfield um, got together. Um, Vacaville uh, worked with our colleagues in the city of Fairfield and uh, proposed that we shift 1.5 million of uh, Fairfield's funds over to the city of Vacaville, which completes our funding gap and provides a full funding for our Jepson Parkway phase two project. The city of Fairfield agreed to this shift because their project is two years away. The agreement that council is considering tonight would over the next two years, the city of Vacaville's RTIF funds, approximately $750,000 per year, would be shifted back to the city of Fairfield over the next two years, completing that $1.5 million. If there's a shortfall, we would plug that gap, or that shortfall gap with our local transportation impact fees, our TIF fees. We don't expect that to happen. There are some major benefits to this agreement. Um, one, enhanced partnership between the city of Fairfield and the Solano Transportation Authority. 
uh, leveraging the existing RTIF funding for a major regional project of significance. That's the Jepson Parkway project. Addressing the budget cap gap, of course, within our Jepson Parkway phase two project. And finally, the big one, this is a funding exchange, not a loan. In terms of environmental, fiscal impact, and strategic goal, the Jepson Parkway project went through CEQA. Notice of determination was filed back in March of 2009. There's no fiscal impact to this action. The $1.5 million that would be shifted from Fairfield to Vacaville completes our Jepson Parkway Phase Two project. No additional funds are requested. For a strategic goal, it's goal number two, three, and four, strengthen the local economy, protect Vacaville's quality of life, and maintain effective and efficient services. Finally, the recommendation by simple motion adopt the subject resolution. That concludes my presentation. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Thank you very much for the presentation. Any questions from the council? Seeing none, I will open it to the public for comment. Seeing none, I will close the public comment on this issue and bring it back to the council. Uh, Vice Mayor Wyler. Yes, thank you for the presentation. And uh, Jepson Parkway really needs to be improved, so I'm glad we've got that plan. And since this is an agreement, um, I guess it's binding on both sides. Um, my question is, Cannon Road really needs to be improved as well. And if by some way Fairfield had money so that they could do it before 2025, because it really needs to be done now, I mean, we wouldn't be obligated to pay back our share before the terms of this MOU? Correct. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to push to get Cannon Road done too, just because that's the road that everyone travels to Vanden, and we've had several fatalities, and it's so narrow. So, right. but I'm glad we've got this going, but let's push for Cannon Road too. I know, but 2025. Any other? Before we take a second, I just wanted to make another follow-up comment on this. That is, um, the SCA is working diligently on the Jepson Parkway, and I've been in contact with the mayor of Fairfield as well. And there's there's a lot of public comment on both sides, and so they're diligently working on the safety issues on the Fairfield stretch. And clearly, this falls in line with trying to improve the roadways in Vacaville. One C will be after one B. And uh, there certainly is a desire on all fronts to expedite this because it benefits the safety of our community and our traffic. So, thank you. With that, we have a motion. Do we have a second? Wiley, second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you. Motion passes. Item 9B. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. This next item is a resolution of the City Council authorizing the Director of Human Resources to implement a side letter agreement with the Vacaville Police Officers Association for mid-contract economic enhancements. We have Jessica Bowes, Human Resources Director, and Ken Matsumiya, Finance Director, to present the item. Good evening, Mayor and Council. Background on this item, the VPOA, Vacaville Police Officers Association, MOU, Memorandum of Understanding, expires October 31st of 2024. 
classifications covered under this MOU are police officer and dispatcher. The city does plan for an average number of separations citywide, whether that be retirements, resignations, or any other kind of separation. But unforeseen events over the past several years have, including COVID and nationwide civil unrest, have um, it greatly impacted the policing profession specifically. We have experienced an increase in unplanned retirements, in resignations, and an unprecedented decline in qualified applicants for these positions due to people no longer wanting to enter this profession. Uh, our average annual separations for police sworn was about 7%. Uh, that more than doubled in 2021. Almost a quarter of all separations citywide uh, in the last five years have been of police sworn employees. And we've seen a 53% decrease in the applications for our academy graduate position since 2018. Candidates are also, also openly sharing with us that they're, that they're declining our offers because they're receiving better offers for higher pay at other surrounding agencies. They're all things that we have not experienced in the past. Obviously, increased vacancies has an impact on our community. We currently have 17 police officer vacancies. This has resulted in the closure or suspension of the community response unit crew. This also impacts other departments in the city, specifically public works, parks and rec. Uh, it has a direct impact on those departments and their personnel as well. Uh, the FBI task force has been suspended. It is a countywide uh, task force that allows for the our Vacaville PD to file cases on a federal level rather than um, locally when dealing with uh, sex trafficking and fentanyl cases and gun cases. So it's a very important um, task force. We also have vacancies in many of our key divisions such as patrol, traffic, special victims units, um, vice, community impact team, youth services, investigative services, and digital crimes. Obviously, this impact is not just on the people that we serve in this community, but it also has a negative impact on our staff overall. Increased mandatory overtime creates fatigue and increases the chances for injuries, and it lowers overall morale. In addition to the 17 police officer vacancies we currently have, we have 18 current sworn police that are eligible to retire in the next three years. Some of the efforts to address the staffing crisis have included an updated enhanced website. We brought in professional staff to create a new video for our website. Uh, the re recruitment team that's been developed in the police department, the chief has worked with his command staff to develop a recruitment team that also includes human resources, have traveled across the state and to colleges and community recruitment events. We've updated some internal policies that we felt would attract and retain more employees such as allowing facial hair and tattoos and take-home vehicles. Um, we've streamlined the hiring process. A lot of what we were hearing was that it was taking too long. We were losing good candidates because they were moving faster in another organization's process. And um, we've increased our regional advertising. And of course, this council approved a hiring incentive last year. While all those efforts have helped a little, it is still not enough to address our increasing vacancy rate and compete with surrounding agencies. Our recommended enhancements for this 
for this tonight for your consideration are a 6% equity adjustment to sworn and dispatch positions. This includes a compaction adjustment of 3.24% to the sergeant classification, which is covered under the Vacaville Police Managers Association. It's based on contractual compaction language. Um, also, the addition of a new senior police officer one level to uh, retain and recruit lateral officers that can bring in specialty assignments and receive the pay earlier once they're off probation. Um, this is similar to what we did with the Vacaville Firefighters Association. Would also increase the uh, current level one to a level two and increase that from five to six percent and change the current level two to a three and increase that from 10 to 11 percent. These changes again will recruit more experienced lateral police officers and help to retain those officers that we currently have. It might help keep somebody from retiring that was going to retire. It might keep them here a few, a few more years, which would be very helpful. Uh, also increase to the uniform allowance for sworn personnel from $1,200 to $1,800 a year. The remainder of the MOU would uh, stay the same, no other changes. This would impact, uh, approval of this item would address the following strategic goals and initiatives for one, two, and four, initiatives for A, B, and C. Fiscal impact would be 674,000 for the current fiscal year, 2.3 million over the remaining term of the POA MOU, all general fund, and these costs do include the roll-ups to reflect increase in pension. Our recommendation is that by simple motion, you adopt the subject resolution, and we can answer any questions you may have. Thank you for the presentation. Are there anyone on the council that have any questions on the presentation before I open it up to the public? Councilmember Silver. Uh, thank you for the presentation, some we talked about. Um, our question is actually for, for Chief. Um, so here we're, we're, out, we're offering a competitive uh, salary. Uh, and I would all, uh, so I guess what I'm asking is, can you share, in addition to a competitive salary, why should folks consider pursuing police as a profession, uh, why Vacaville? Why consider um, police as a profession? Uh, it, it's a noble profession and, and it continues to be. It's one that is dedicated in service um, and I think Vacaville epitomizes that service heart. When you look at our staffing, um, the vast majority, um, over 80% of our police staff live in town. Uh, so there's that, that true vested interest in their community that they want to provide that excellent service, um, not just because they're getting a paycheck, but because this is where they live, this is where they coach, this is where they help in the classroom. Um, one of the things that we've been focusing on is that we do recognize that Vacaville is home to a lot of officers that do work in other locations, uh, down in the Bay Area specifically. Um, and so we've had a motto of live, work, serve, which is, you know, those folks that live here, the benefits of being able to serve and work in your own community that you live in are just, they're, they're numerous. And um, the, the, the satisfaction that you get in this position, uh, in, in this profession, I should say, is, um, you know, it, it's, it varies from department to department, but this department here uh, really does care about this community because we're part of it. Um, and so that's why I would say that Vacaville specifically is the, the, the place to be. Now that the, with this, the, the, uh, the competitive nature 
of our package is opening the, the floodgates to people to, to come work in Vacaville because they know it's a great, a great town to live in, great town to work in. Follow up question. Um, where should where should someone so if someone wants to pursue profession uh, pursue the profession they have questions where where should they go? So we have a website, joinvacavillepd.com. That is our recruiting website. Uh, but if they do go to if they just Google Vacaville Police or City of Vacaville, um, we have links on our uh, our city page, um, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, so all of our platforms. Um, and if it comes down to it, just call the business line at 707-449-5200, and we will put you in touch with somebody. Member Stockton. Yes, <clears throat> thank you for your comments, Chief. Um, my question is, are we, um, do we currently have openings that would allow citizens to pay, be paid to go through the police academy, or are we only hiring laterals for ethics with the balance between those two? No, we do uh, open for um, trainees is the position that you're referring to, which would pay somebody to go through the academy. They'd be being paid during the academy and um, then would uh, hopefully choose to stay with us after they graduate the academy. But yeah, we have trainee academy grads, somebody that's already put themselves through or some other way has gone through the academy and then laterals. So we, we have all three of them. Vice Mayor Wiley. So it sounds like a lot of this is aimed toward getting laterals. Um, so how do we also get more people interested before they've been in the academy? Or I, I don't know if that's the same thing you were talking about, the trainees. So I can answer that, I think, for you, uh, Vice Mayor. We, <clears throat> we've pretty much doubled our cadet program. Um, it's, it's been a well-run program for a very long time, but we now have new staff that's involved with that program and they have done some incredible things to increase uh, our enrollment and we see that as the pipeline you know ultimately the, it, it is tough to recruit in in law enforcement nationwide and so to recruit from within Vacaville from you know the the folks that live throughout this this town we have a hundred and almost five thousand citizens and a lot of youngsters that are interested in it so we're now up to, to 30 cadets which is a, a great place to be uh, we also have now a senior cadet program which there was a gap when folks are reach a certain age they kind of time out of the cadet program and they're but they're not 21 so we can't put them in the the police academy and so we have this gap that we needed to fill so we created this senior officer program where they work 20 hours a week within the police department, but they're required to go to school in addition to that. So we're looking at that as kind of the, the uh, filling of the gap between the cadet program and getting folks in our academy. When could they enter the cadet? Uh, 14, 14 years old is, is when uh, it's the, the minimum age. And so like how, do half of them go on to the academy or do five of them or? You know, I, I don't have it depends statistics. depends on who's in the academy. Yeah. I can tell you anecdotally, we've, um, in years past, it was kind of, uh, and this is many years ago before uh, pretty much everybody was on the council, but we we had a difficulty, you know, with, with, high, with positions being freed up uh, during the economic downturn. And so it was a little frustrating because we had this great cadet program, but they would end up going to work for, for other agencies. 
And so recently, we've now seen far more cadets that are getting into law enforcement, that are staying with us. Um, we have some one dispatcher who's been over 20 years who was a cadet when I first started here, uh, one that's a corporal, um, and, and several other examples of folks. So that's, that's the new focus, and that's kind of been an industry um, change where the cadet programs are really uh, a focus of departments to get their next generation. I'll open this up to the public. Seeing none, I'll bring it back to council. Before a, before a motion, I'd just like to say thank you to the chief and to our police department who's worked very diligently during both the pandemic uh, and everything that has encountered in the last few years to carry the, the burden I know has been because there's a real care and concern for our community. And, uh, and it does become difficult when staffing is low to provide services. And so I know that public safety is a high priority for this council in our city and uh, looking forward to being able to hopefully uh, recruit and also retain because that's the issue is being able to retain and to get us back to the, the staffing levels that are needed to address the issues. I understand when you're short, we saw the list things uh, things get um, behind so as quickly as we can we need to get these services back up and running so with that I'll bring it back uh, also to the council for a motion second all in favor Aye. Aye. motion passes we will move on to item 10 reports of the assistant city manager thank you George Ann for stepping in tonight nothing to report mayor thank you and with that, I'll bring it back to the council for reports from the city council. Councilmember Silva. Yeah. Um, so first off, uh, I've been impressed with uh, your leadership uh, over the past month, month two months. Um, you know, you've uh, made a, a, a diligent effort to make sure you get feedback from all council members on different issues. So just uh, want to appreciate, give my appreciation for Thank that. You. Um, also want to. Uh, let the public know that I'm also thankful for, for Mayor Carly for stepping in. Uh, there was a meeting that pertained to uh, the Markham area that I wasn't able to attend, um, so he uh, was able to fill in and uh, help me out. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Uh, and then the other thing is Tuesday, this is for council members, um, I'm having a listening session. Uh, one's going to be, uh, both of these are going to be I have two upcoming listening sessions. One's on the 27th, but it's closed uh, with, the, with the Narcotics Anonymous group. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, this is for council. There's limited space, but this is at the request of the youth that are part of the PAL program at Vaca Pena. Um, Tuesdays, it's right before our city council meeting, so I'm a little worried when it's from late to this one. Um, but if, if you all want to stop by between 5 to 5.30, um, we can meet and try to answer the questions. So uh, that is February 28th. Uh, at Vaca Pena, 5 to 5.30. And if I can just add, if uh, there's a majority of council that wants to go, we should probably um, work with the city well, manager's office. How about we do that? We coordinate. If you're interested, reach out to the city. And that way we make sure we don't form a quorum at a meeting, but uh, certainly a good reason to come out as part of that. So we'll coordinate that, and uh, that way we won't violate anything. But certainly want to support it. So thank you. 
Anyone else on the council have any comments? All right. Well, this is this is Happy Valentine's Day, and so I just want to say thank you to my colleagues on the dais and uh, staff, and certainly appreciate as we're stepping into the new year the opportunity to work well together and uh, look forward to more of it. So, with that, um, there is no closed session tonight, and so we will adjourn. Good night, Vacuum.